0: Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and myself, Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at our website, horrormakesushappy.com. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Before we get started, a little information for our guests and the listeners and even the Patreon listeners. These are your trigger warnings. We're going to be talking about messed up stuff. I'll describe it in a different moniker in a second. But that uh, includes horror movies, horror culture, dark and macabre things, which could include anything from murder, rape, suicide, child abuse. There will be f bombs, n s bombs, and d bombs, and b bombs, even some c bombs. I like those ones. I like those ones. But if that's not your cup of tea, then uh, maybe take Back a moment out now. Back out now. This is your. You have twenty seconds to comply. Mm. <laughs> No, no, we're going to be talking about fucked up shit. So if that's not your thing, um, you know, maybe listen to something else or think about it for a second and then listen to us talk about fucked up shit.
1: Go away or I shall taunt you a second time.
0: <laughs> Elderberries. <laughs> uh, also, before we get started, uh, just a little plug here. Um, we do this podcast on a uh, bi-weekly basis, I believe. But Steve and myself also have a couple of other projects. Steve has his book, the Recover, the guide to the recovery toolkit toolbox. God, i murdered heard that eh, close enough guide to the recovery toolbox. No, it's a uh, very informative and very helpful book um, with some tips and tools about recovery and psychology and a very interesting read. Hmm. My Could side find project out more on the web page. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, what, what is the web page for that, Steve? Oh, I just meant the whore makes us happy
1: web page. There's a link oh, to go there and then go take it that way what's the website for that one recoverybookpress.com
0: oh i was actually just like sarcastically joking like i didn't know the name of horror makes us but that oh. too yes okay sorry <laughs> continuing it's a fun one today my side project is of course pieces the uh ongoing currently webcomic uh pipe dream of developing it into a uh, couple of Short films based on the individual characters, and then ultimately a full length feature film about the whole psycho fuck cannibal ghoul Texas chainsaw style family that lives underneath an island off the coast of New York City. Check it out at piecesofflesh.com. And today's guest, and today's guest is Mr. Victor Bonacore.
2: What's going best on
0: known <laughs> for uh, Diary of a Deadbeat, Triangle, and Blood Wings. Yes. Hello, sir. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys? Pretty doing well. Good.
1: Good. And what are you working
2: on at the moment? I'm currently, uh I am promoting my new feature film titled Thrust. Hmm. And um yeah, okay. we just it's like a uh thing I've been working on developing for a really long time, for at least ten ten years. Oh wow, um, Yeah, project, uh, huh? Yeah. It's uh my friend Hannah wrote this story. She used to have a zine called Axe Wound Magazine, Hannah an erotica. And nice. she wrote this short story called, it was called Shit Fucked, A Vile Love Story. <laughs> and love and we became like, just kind of, I still never actually met her, but we just became kind of buds and like-minded people. And I really liked her zine. And she's like, I was making short films at the time. We connected. And then she's like, I, I have this short that I would love you to you know, maybe make into a film or something, you know, my script is now almost, it's very different than her story. Not very different. It's got the, um, the same kind of heart and everything. And it's, you know, based on a lot of her characters, but, uh, or like her, the four main characters are, are like her characters, you know, but I've kind of turned it into this whole world. And I'm like, man, let's make a fucking movie. And it's, you know, I think originally it was supposed to be a short film. Now it's just a whole nother beast. Nice. nice.
1: Yeah. It's already been released. Thrust. And? Yes.
2: Oh no. Thrust is, we have an Indiegogo up right now. We're actually filming July 31st. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the one we're making at the moment. Like I just filmed uh, a couple of days ago with Linnea Quigley um, for Thrust, Sweet. which was our first day of filming. Awesome. Yeah.
1: We've been trying to get her uh, on the show as well. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, In this interview, we'll be asking three sets of questions covering your childhood, teenage years, and adulthood to find out what it is about horror that you like. The idea being that if we interview enough people, we might find some interesting comic themes, but maybe some... Unexpected ones as well, which also be cool. Um, we're, we come at things from those multiple different angles because sometimes it triggers memories that you'd forgotten about. Um, but that said, it's not meant to be a therapy session. So if there's any questions you don't want to answer, you just say, a pass and we'll move on. Um, but starting with childhood, what are some of your earliest
2: memories of scary things? When I was a kid, I remember being terrified by Michael Jackson's Thriller. Ah, I remember <laughs> you do.
3: Yes. yes. Uh, dude, it,
2: there was like one specific scene. I literally remember being in Floral Park, New York. That was like it's kind of like this like little very basic little town and like right by Queens. Like it's still like Nassau County. It's not Queens yet. Mm-hmm. Little suburban place. And uh that's where I I lived till I was maybe like 5 or 6. I don't remember. But uh I remember literally running behind the couch when like <laughs> one zombie came out and like the black blood comes out of his mouth uh-huh. and it just like freaked me the fuck out. I used to love watching it up until that. It was that, and then Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> well, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, I can relate to both these things because one Large Marge was scary as fuck. She was just very random claymation giant bug eyed face, which yeah, crazy,
2: <laughs> and it comes out of the you know I'm yeah, watching nowhere. Movie. And I loved the movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. And mm-hmm. and I remember watching it and being like, yeah, you know, it's it's just insane, but not like that insane. And when you're a kid and those eyes come at you, it was the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, those were like my earliest. And I do remember seeing Child's Play okay. really, really young. But it was that one scene, and it still fucking freaks me out, actually. Um, might make me sound pretty lame, but I remember the scene at the end. Mm-hmm. you know, when the mom picks up the doll after it was just talking and then she's like, she takes the battery. She like, uh, empties the box and the batteries come out of the box and she's like, Oh shit, that doll is just talking. Mm-hmm. She walks over, turns it over. The batteries aren't in it. And he fucking spins his head around and whatever he says. Like, I remember that fucking freaking me out. So and he <laughs> crawls under the couch like that shit, that shit. Those are my earliest, earliest like memories of like, Getting freaked out and uh, scared, yeah. uh, but also interested in it. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember watching the Thriller video over and over and over. Okay, and uh, and I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan still. Um, and I, you know, I have a fucking Thriller tattoo on my leg. You know? Awesome. <laughs> Obviously, it stuck with me. <laughs> right. You know, and I have a Peewee tattoo right next to that. Actually. Oh, of Large <laughs> March. Um, no, no, but I should. No, just Peewee. <laughs> Just Pee-wee throwing his hands up, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, what was the, so the thing about the uh, black blood coming out of that one character's mouth? Uh, I guess that tripped you out.
2: Um, what else? Oh man. Well, I mean, later on, it was The Shining. I mean, these are probably cliche answers, but it's just what it was. You know, I remember seeing The Shining, young, and fuck, man, that fucked me up. I mean, in a good way. I'm grateful. but it was um yeah i remember that movie like really stuck with me and i saw it probably too young but uh the girl in the bathtub man that just Mm -hmm. just destroyed me and uh and just still haunts me and um that was like the one that really terrified me um i always had i also remember going this is not movie related but i remember going to lake george as a kid and I remember there was this little shitty haunted house like in the town that like existed, you know, something that was like there year round, like, because hmm. it was like a touristy upstate, like a okay. resort thing, like a fishing town or something. And I remember going there and being so scared of this haunted house, like going, well, I wanted to go through, but I would cry and be asked to take it out, but then I nice. still wanted to go through. And I remember there was like this Frankenstein thing in there that scared the shit out of me. And, uh, but I don't know. I also like loved it. I remember like being so interested and I think just interested in being scared, you know, like I knew I wasn't going to get hurt, but, um, I don't know. It's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's where maybe the, it stemmed from or something.
1: It's interesting that you both cried, but wanted to go through
2: yeah i remember that like i remember being terrified but i wanted to go again and like i still wanted to complete it yeah it was such an interesting thing any idea why you wanted to complete it i don't know i was so fucking young um maybe like four or five something like that like really young and uh and i remember like sitting on my mom's lap and like her like not, you know, you don't have to do this I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> you know, Okay,
0: know that, uh, that kind of makes sense, like I was thinking like alright, four is too young for peer pressure but maybe it's like implied peer pressure even when a parent tells you you don't have to do this that's kind of subconsciously counterintuitive Defiant. in a way because they're telling you you don't have to and your brain is immediately like no, I, ju- I want to now
2: right, right. and it, it, I remember it being like kind of a kitty, like it was like like one of those ones, like you sit on a I think it was anyway one of those ones you like sit on a chair that moves through like you don't walk through and you kind of Mm -hmm. goes through and it's probably super cheesy but you know four-year-old right right four maybe five yeah yeah something like that but and i love that stuff now like i love if i could if you know it probably doesn't exist anymore but i love finding things like places like that that have like these little kitschy um areas i'm sure you know steve you live in columbus you said right
1: yeah but i'm not from this area i've only been here for
2: like a year Okay, so have you ever been to Fairborn, Ohio? No. Okay, Fairborn, no, Ohio is like right. It's like maybe twenty minutes from here in Dayton, and it's like this little town, and they have this like one strip that's all like Halloween stores, mm-hmm. and it's called Fo- that. It's like the Foy's family, and they have like literally it's year round, and they have like a ho- and then during October it is like the coolest thing, and it feels like you're in like the '90s, like you're stuck in the '90s, and it feels. Chris like- Might well, have well, to come well, up for a trip. Oh, it's awesome. It's so cool. And, uh, it like feels like that show stranger things. Like it has that feeling like legit feeling to it. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a really cool little town and, uh, it's like a little slice of Americana.
1: So going back to this thing where you're crying, but you wanted to go through, um, were you recognizing already that you experienced like some sort of joy or happiness or is it curiosity? Like, can you remember what maybe
2: emotions were tied with that? I think it's thrill. I think it's like seeking thrill and like not really understanding what, you know, fear is. And, uh, yeah, I think it was just thrill, like the thrill of make believe, like actually scaring you, Hmm. you know, um, you know, that's why we go to haunted houses. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, when I go, you go to haunted houses now, like I worked in haunted houses, like a, you know, teenager and stuff. And those are great times, and then once you work in a haunted house, it's hard to get scared going through them.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. Um, but I think there's a new appreciation. Like, I still love going to them. I love, uh, and by the way, I hate all that fucking haunted house shit. I just got to say, <laughs> I'm sorry. Where it's like the ones where they're like, can you take it? And like, we're going to, we're going to punch you and hurt you and torture you. And like, you know, that waterboard like it's like you with that- ketchup and mustard. We're going to lock it?
0: you in a box and maybe
2: pee on it. Dude, they do that kind of shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, get out of here! Let's take in the fun out of Halloween. Like, I want to go to a haunted house where it's like a a fire department volunteer thing, and there's like, you know, people running around in cloaks, and you can see their like Nike sneakers underneath the 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 you know their fucking cl- you know ten dollar cloak. That's what I love. I'm like, that's it's nostalgia to me. You know, yeah. I'm curious about that. So, what is it that's not fun to you? I don't like that those like new, there's like a new trend in haunted houses, maybe like the last five years or so um, where it's like, they are make it more of like an immersive experience where it's like you go in and they, they can touch you and you sign like a release. Like you're allowed to get, you know, fucked with and they can push you around and, and, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm allowed to curse, right? Oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. And I'm sorry. I don't even think about Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and yeah, they, uh, so you go into these things and they like kidnap you and they'll blindfold you. There was one in Long Island, New York called like blackout. I'm not trying to like, you know, they're doing their thing. It's just not for me. I'm not telling you not to support it or anything to me. No, I just, no, no. Don't I'm like, just trying to understand
1: like, why it is that you don't like it.
2: I just think it's like, I think it just takes the fun out of it. I just think it's like, I like movies because they're make believe. I don't like violence in real life. I don't, I like wrestling pro wrestling because it's, you know, make believe so you fake. say it's
1: because it's too real.
2: Yeah. Like we'll fake fights. I like wrestling. Cause it's fake fights and it's entertainment and it's a lot. It's theatrical. That's what I like. I like the entrances. I don't like MMA or UFC or any of that shit because to me, it's just like, I don't want to watch fucking people beat themselves up and people like that. And that's cool. I like boxing, but I think there's like this classiness to boxing that like UFC or MMA don't have. And I don't need a bunch of MMA guys coming after me to fight me, you know? So sorry guys, like do your thing, make your money. But like, just not for me, it's more like just me seeing like. Yeah, like I would never pay to sit there and watch a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's wrestling, like pro wrestling or something like that. But-
1: well, you mentioned um PG PG Pee Wee Herman being one of your favorite movies. I mean, that that was a pretty good clue that you liked amusement or, you know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so okay, so you like um you like some kind of the thrill, but you like it being um what's the word I'm looking for? Not realistic, but you know, fantasy in some way.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, I like uh, creating your own world and your own universe. And- so, did uh,
1: did you experience anything either watching these movies or or reading stories or whatever else might have scared you that um, either triggered some uh, new fears or enhanced some existing ones? Ah, no like phobias.
2: Well, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I guess I was freaked out by dolls in like long hallways as a kid. I remember because of the shining in childhood. I remember being like I remember going to hotels in long hallways, which yeah. is freaking out.
0: I mean, it's kind of an adjective now, but there really is something almost Kubrickian about long symmetrical spaces like that. Like like how he has those long drawn out zoom shots where, you know, it's just perfect symmetry or sometimes, you know, he follows the rule and you have slightly off perfect symmetry, but it, yeah, he's always got those like long perspective shots that stick with you. Uh,
2: oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And, it, and, uh, yeah. And it's just like this, this, I don't know, this long corridor. Yeah. Something about it. just, like what's down that end you know mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's freaky that's why that whole that scene in um that movie irreversible which i'm really not a huge fan of i uh, like still I've need to get around it.
0: to watching that it's just i I keep hearing the fact that it starts off with a very long rape scene which turns me away from wanting to watch it
2: Yeah, it's not fun to watch you know what i mean it's very uh disturbing yeah and, uh, that scene alone is just like, I like, I don't ever have to watch that again. I'm sorry. Someone watch you know, it. Yeah. It, it is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a movie and you know, but like, yeah, I just like, that's how I am with that stuff. And I'm just, it's not one of those things where, like I'm old now. So it affects me. It's just like, eh, they made it. And, and, uh, I don't need to watch it again. I don't need to own it. I don't own irreversible or anything like that. Yeah.
1: Did you dress up for Halloween?
2: Did I dress up for Halloween? Mm-hmm. like, this year yeah oh yeah that's halloween is definitely uh uh one of the biggest um i think influences into why i love horror and stuff or yeah Do i love favorite Marvel. costume oh man when i was a kid jesus whoa you know i think i was always like a devil or a vampire and stuff like that yeah i like the classics that your mom picked out for you and then when i was older I mean, I remember when I got into horror movies, maybe like really into horror, like obsessed with it. And I started to like find Fangoria s- magazines and stuff like that. And I remember going as Leatherface and getting really into making the costume.
0: At what age were you going
2: as Leatherface out of curiosity? Uh, maybe 14. Okay. Something like hmm. that. Like seventh, eighth grade. That's still seventh awesome. grade. So. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting the like feeling it was so cool. And then after that, maybe it was like whenever Scream came out, I remember like that was a big deal, like trying to find the Scream costume. And I remember like finally my mom finding it because I was like really wanted to go as a Scream guy.
0: <laughs> Could she not find it because it was like sold out? I mean, I, I can't Yeah, it was... it was.
2: No, that's what it was. It was like sold out. It was like okay, the yeah. first Scream movie had just come out and it was like the hottest costume. Yeah. And I wanted to do it too. And I was like, I want to be it. And uh, she couldn't find it. But I remember her like surprising me coming back and finding it for me. And that's the kind of stuff I, I like. I, I appreciate that so much, you know, like I do. And that sounds corny and stuff, but like the things like that, that my parents did, I remember that. And I will always remember that my mom getting me that fucking scream costume. when I was well, 14, 15 or whatever. What'd you like about that one? Uh scream? I think, you know, I think it's super silly now, but uh, at the time it was, I think that might have been the first like slasher I saw in the theater, you know what I mean? I think that was like, or the first Wes Craven. I saw, I saw a new Nightmare in the movies. Uh, I remember in elementary actually sneaking oh, nice. into a New Nightmare, and that that scared me. Well, no yeah, because it
0: breaks the fourth wall, you know.
2: Yeah, totally. I remember the glove. Like Freddy's always scared me. I love the Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street series. I'm a big Freddy fan, mm-hmm. and I uh, just rewatched them all again, and I was like, they're still so much fun and. I do that scene, a new nightmare where the hand comes up from the truck when the guy's driving home and like, doesn't it like rip his balls off or something, but something so, or like yeah. alludes to it or something. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it, it doesn't know it, it, but it, yeah. And, uh, I remember that freaking me out, me running out of the theater, actually <laughs> like scared. We were sitting in the back row. Cause I was like, oh, I want to make sure I'm close to the door. <laughs> and, uh, oh man i'm going off target what were we talking about nightmare on elm street freddy we're talking about
0: uh we're still in childhood and we're talking about halloween oh steve did
2: you ask if you had a least favorite costume i had not but i was getting to that
0: yeah
2: yeah. well like at the i mean i still dress up every year because i just like feel like it's like part of my religion or something now Mm. and uh i i mean I don't know what it was when I moved to Dayton, but I like, I'd gotten out of wrestling for a long time. And then I got back into pro wrestling. And then every year since like I moved here, I've gone as like a female wrestler every year. Mm -hmm. So I've dressed up like Bailey and fucking stupid. What else did I do? I don't know. I dressed up as like one of the fucking Bella twins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm still more punk rock than you.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) What do you, what do you like about dressing up as those?
2: Oh no! It was just fun. I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. I love. Is there
1: something about the f- it being a female wrestler that is funny to you?
2: No, not even funny. Like, uh, just it's whatever because it's Halloween. You can do whatever you want, man. Yeah,
0: just the randomness you know? of it. And
2: yeah, just yeah. And I, well, I, I love female wrestlers. You know, like I have a lot. And I think over the past, you know, so many years are getting more and more respect, which they deserve. I think now, like WWE is pretty terrible right now, but like man the females to me just steal the show all the time i think like like charlotte flair is like the most talent one of the most talented people you know on the roster just in general not just women. you know i'd rather watch them wrestle sasha banks and you know on the i'm talking about like you know uh corporate wrestling or whatever it they sounds kind of
1: funny them. to me because it's almost like you're it, for you uh halloween is more like uh what's the word i'm looking for um cosplay.
2: Huh? It and I've is never been into people. that like cosplay stuff. Like I've never been into that at all. Like I've people t- like I'm I've, a I've very teacher. But that's what I'm cool.
1: saying is it's, it's but, funny that you're describing this as somebody else would probably describe cosplay.
2: It's, yeah, that is interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. never go around dressing like Bailey on not on Halloween. I remember but that's going what I'm like,
1: saying is like to but, you that that's your opportunity to do that.
2: Hell yeah. Right on. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's super fun to going around with my kid. And freaking out like the rednecks here in Dayton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like sure. Go to the houses with the Trump flags, dressed as uh, Ronda as Rousey. A it's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, I love freaking them out, man.
1: If they even recognize who it is, just the fact that you're dressed up as a woman, I'm sure. Oh, dude,
2: like- no! It makes him so uncomfortable, and I love that. <laughs> it was great. I think it was one year my kid was Chucky, and I was dressed up like uh, one. I think Ronda Rousey. And like going up to the doors and they're like, what? <laughs> Making them so uncomfortable. I love it.
1: Okay. So going into teenage years, you had mentioned Scream and New Nightmare.
2: What uh, what else impacted you in your teen years? Well, I remember seeing Basket Case and that like changed my life, that movie, man. I remember seeing Frank Candelander's Basket Case. That uh, I was like older. Uh, I think I was driving at that point. Or no, I might not have been. But there was this video store a little further out called 112 Video and patchog and they had even more than my hometown one. It was, like, huge and just one of the best video stores ever. I ended up growing up and doing, uh, when I got older, I did a commercial for them, actually, that ended up being on Cartoon Network. For- yes. Yeah, so that was fun. But uh, I rented a basket case from them, and that movie blew me away because I was, like, I wasn't scared from it, but I loved it. And I was like that. I think I always credit that to the movie that made me want to make movies. What did you love but, about it? I loved how it, you could tell it was low budget, but it was so much heart to it. I don't know. I just loved it. I loved the monster. I'd never seen anything like that. And I think that's what it was. Like, what is this? Like, it's a. It feels like a horror movie, but it's also funny. And just, I felt like the char- It was like the coolest character, the coolest monster. That I'd ever seen. I loved it. I just fucking loved it. And uh, what was cool lot, about it? Belial, Belial, like this bet, this this brother monster that lives in a basket in New York City. And I think I loved the fact that it was New York City because growing up on Long Island, the city is just a train ride away. And my mm-hmm. sister is always being from the city and or going to the city and you know going going to punk shows and stuff. Like I always thought the city was this awesome place, and then. I think Basser case just uh, being like one of the best New York city horror films ever. You know, it just, the setting, um, the characters and Belial is the coolest. And now, uh, and I love Frank. Frank's become a good friend of mine. And, uh, I worked on one of his films a few years ago, actually.
1: Nice. You mentioned it was low budget, but it had heart. What, what signified the heart part of it to you?
2: I don't know. Um, I just feeling like the actors going for it, all the side characters and, uh, you just felt it. I don't know. I think there's sometimes you f- there's stuff you feel and you don't know why. And I think that was Bassett's Case. I just knew I was like this movie rules so much. Did
1: you feel it was well acted?
2: Oh yeah. I think that lead is amazing in it and I think Beverly Bonner kind of steals the show too. Um, you know like the um, the roommate who's ends up in, is in all Hand and films and she ended up becoming a friend. She passed away uh, last year actually so you know rest in power Beverly Bonner. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, But yeah, so I just yeah, I thought the acting. I think the acting is great in that movie. I love that movie so much. So maybe it was low budget, but the acting sold it for you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's and I think that's you know, in low budget stuff, if like you know, they don't have you the money. Have to
1: because you don't have a choice, <laughs> right? But
2: yeah, <laughs> if like it's if low for, budget and you don't sell it, mm- <laughs> yeah. right? Like you know, I'm making this movie thrust now, and it's going to be low budget. We're trying to raise fifteen thousand, which is low budget, you know. and but i'm working with a lot of good people a lot of good actors and actresses and you know and that's what's going to sell it you know Mm -hmm. that's you know and if you have good if you have people taking it seriously and you know that they're working in low budget and you know they're you know not getting paid you know super hollywood money and you, you know uh you know that they're working their ass off mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i think you could just see that on se- in film sometimes that's what i loved about john waters <laughs> you know you know these people are just friends making a movie and they're going for it yeah. <laughs> and they're doing something that no one's ever done before so
1: mm-hmm. all right so we've got uh, scream new nightmare basky case anything else in your um, teen
2: years started getting into you know john waters a lot david lynch mm-hmm. um yeah i'm trying to think what else what did you like about those? Oh, David Lynch, I just loved because, you know, that's where I started really, you know, seeing like the dreamlike filmmaking. I don't know. It was like really, ups- you know, out there, obscure. And of course, it's led me to seeing a bunch of other people that came before him. But, um, yeah, I think he was like one of the first guys that really like blew my mind with visuals and um, just big abstract filmmaking.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, and John Waters, is, it's, you know, more the energy and uh, the passion behind it and just their fucking, n- n- you know, not caring and doing whatever they wanted and, uh, <clears throat> you know, pushing the envelope. So to say, you know, mm-hmm.
1: the, um, some of the adjectives you're using here, energy, passion, dreamlike visuals. Um, it, was there something in maybe your home life or your family life or just your experience at up until that point that, um, impressed on you the value of those things that made them valuable to you or made you think that those are valuable?
2: That's a really good question. Um, It's a really good question. I don't know if I can answer it. (laughs) It's uh, Oh man, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think just like the inspiration from my sisters and always being around that, uh, you know, I remember them being young and them dressing me up in drag and you know watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I was like a really really young kid, and I remember that. And I remember that hiding that from my dad. Mm. You know, my dad is, <laughs> and I, but I love you. And there's like pictures of me, you know, like that. And I remember, the, like, you know, slightly remember that myself. It's more like stories that's been told to me. But yeah, but I remember they're saying like hiding that from my dad and not letting him uh know that they're doing that. You know, he was a little more traditional. You know, of course. Yeah, traditional Catholic. You
0: wouldn't understand the floor show scene.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, like he wasn't a. Yeah, he's. So the sisters were
1: older sisters, then.
2: Yeah, my older sisters, and um, they're you know a little older than. Yeah, I think Tia's fifteen years older than me, or a little less, and yeah, Mm -hmm. so they were older and were already like living in New York, like living and working in New York City, and were in bands and friends with cool people, and you know, so they had a lot of influence on me
1: so they were into uh rocky horror and punk um anything else that you think they rubbed off on you in terms of horror if not that's um, fine I'm just curious.
2: yeah not i think they were more like the uh the art influence you know like punk and um uh, like the punk aesthetic and underground film more than horror i would say with them i think horror was more something that i kind of when I discovered it more and went down that role, that was you know a lot of it was just me. I remember my dad te- like he wasn't in a new horror, but I do remember him like telling me about that movie Them, like the giant ant movie. And when he was a kid in Brooklyn going to see that, you know, it's like a '50s monster movie with giant ants. That like he saw that, and he remembers running home like you know a kid after like terrified, thinking like giant ants were gonna come after him and i think i I remember him telling me that story and and thinking it was awesome Uh,
1: (laughs) okay no i mean that's fair if if they if your sisters brought the art side of it to it and you brought horror to it that's that makes sense too i was just curious how if they brought the horror to it but it sounds like like we said they brought the art side of it and you brought the horror side of it right on (laughs) so by your teens, did you start meeting other people, other friends that you then became friends with who were into horror or no?
2: Oh, yeah, totally. And I think that's what I, you get more obsessed with the genre then because, yeah, totally. I think I started meeting people like outside of my school. I felt like in my school, I was like the only one into that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we well, I remember having, you know, being in elementary and we'd have sleepovers every weekend and we would go to the video store, and just literally read like Freddy Krueger movies and shit yes. and stay up all night watching them half watching them, you know, uh, doing the Ouija board and shit. And, but then I remember, yeah, when you started getting older, you know, I forgot how, yeah, like, I guess maybe well, high school. And I said, I was like the horror guy, you know, in high school and then college. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess my teen years, you start meeting people. I think I went to my first Oh yeah. I went to my first convention? I guess when I was like 15, 16, I remember my mom driving me to chiller theater in New Jersey And like, I was so excited to know that there was a horror convention.
1: Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because we've been trying to get, I've been trying to get in touch with Kevin Clement who runs that. Um, Oh, he, he owned a shop called chiller theater um, in Rutherford, New Jersey, where I went to high school. Oh, right on. And uh, so, yeah, I've been trying to get in touch with him. I, I, I need to try that again.
2: Yeah, no, he's a super nice guy. Um, And, um, yeah, I remember like getting into like, you know, Fangoria magazines and stuff like that, and then finding out about conventions, you know, maybe the early days of the internet and like going on message boards and shit. And then like, there's a convention Mm -hmm. and like where you can go meet Linda Blair and the dude from basket case. And I remember my first convention, my mom drove me to chiller. And I remember meeting like Gunnar Hansen nice, and like Linda Blair and Kevin Van Hendrick from Bassett Case, and just <laughs> being like the happiest kid in the world. You know, right? <laughs> and it was, like, and
3: How
2: I was agree? like, uh, fifteen, sixteen, something. Okay. I wasn't Finish driving. Fantastic. You know, I remember my mom dri- and I remember just being like, I couldn't believe this existed. I was like, there's literally, I can go meet these people. I remember like meeting the dude from Bassett Case and him having like a little, having like a Belial plot prop prop from one of the movies nah. <laughs> and like i have pictures of that and that no one will ever see and uh but yeah <laughs> there was um I, and I, I think you know that even dug me more into the world and then you're at a convention and you're like what are these things and but, you know with these movies over here and then then i start discovering independent horror films
3: mm-hmm.
2: and stuff like that so yeah i think definitely like chiller was a huge part of that too
1: so now that you've become a, become an adult, what are some of the scary stories, b- books, or movies that you've come across as an adult that have really impacted you?
2: Mm. Top three. Think, what what uh, are
1: the top three? That what are the top three that come off the top of your head
2: that just scare me in general? Like yeah. uh, scare oh, influence. Man. Um. God. Oh man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this up. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I feel like I, sh- I gotta go look, look at my Blu-ray. No, just off select. the
1: top of your head, what are the first three things that come to your mind?
2: That, that scared me. God damn it. Okay. Um. It inc- Man, can we come back? Cause I'm gonna fucking, ro- I'm gonna mess this up. I feel like. Uh, let's see, let's see. Well, Texas, the reason, the Texas, the Chains reason master. that
1: I ask it that way is because typically the first things that come to your mind, they, they come immediately and there's usually a reason why those come to
2: mind. Well, Texas, Chance to Master, absolutely. As an okay. adult. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, well, it, yeah, I mean, that's one that just still has an impact on me. Yep. You know, yep. I just think it's so effective.
0: Can relate. And it's
2: partially, you know, because of the way the production was, you know, uh, you could see the fucking fear in Marilyn, you know Burns. Like, oh yeah, you can see the fear yeah, and discomfort
0: because it's real. Hundred degree temperatures oh, right. and they're all covered in you know nasty car caro syrup and pig guts.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's one of the greatest performances ever. And you know, shout out Robert Burns too, just a production designer on that. So good. Uh, actually, that leads me to that tourist trap, man. That movie still bugs me out. Tourist trap. And I like to revisit that once a year. Um, you guys ever seen Taurus Trap? I don't think I have. Oh, it's so good. And it's um, Chuck Connors. And it's like a, you know, they go to this like wax museum on the side of the road. And, uh, but it's not really a wax museum. They're like, I don't know, more animatronic or something. But oh, it's yeah. terror. I don't know. I was, I still am scared of that movie. It's, um, it's just, uh, it's the same production designer as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What it's, is it that
1: scares you about that movie?
2: The, the way these, like, it's like mannequins and dolls coming to life. And um, that kind of bugs me out. Maybe that goes back to child's play. So maybe dolls still freak me out. Because, yeah, because Ma- Maniac, too. That movie is, mm-hmm. I think, one of the most disturbing movies ever. Yeah, it is. And, like, uh, you don't
0: see it coming. Know, like, Maniac seems like it's going to be a cheesy slasher at first. And it's like, this is fuck. fucked.
2: And maybe that's why it's so scary, too, because you don't think so. And I know that when I saw that, I also thought the same thing, that maybe it was going to be more in line with, like, Basket Case, like a you know, a f- fun horror movie, New York City uh, feel. But, like, man, Maniac, and it's all Spinell, you know? Mm. Of course, he's fucking a genius. And that is one of the scariest performances ever.
1: Um, so it was like it, it was fun, but it turned brutal at the end or something? Oh,
2: my God. Oh, Maniac you talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. Uh it's no, no maniac is just all around terrifying. I think uh, and I think that's what it like now it's those kind of movies. Like, you know, Texas Chance Massacre, Maniac, those those can actually happen. And that's the stuff that's scary to me now. Um and that that freaks me out and uh when it's like those movies about like the vigilante guys, you know, like that's what scares me now. <laughs> like uh Yeah. It's a good
1: to go back to maniac for a second that came up while you were referencing maybe a reference to mannequins or dolls was there some reference to that
2: maniac oh yeah well yeah a lot and like so basically he's like kidnapped he's like stalking girls in new york and then like like killing them and scalping them and then putting them on mannequins and Mm. it's just f- super disturbing mm-hmm. and he's it, the performance is real and he looks like a guy that would do that you know mm-hmm. and um yeah man that's if you've never seen that that is one of the one of the best it's it's the best performances anyway and uh good effects and uh really disturbing She's yeah. a Classic.
1: i mean as far as it having a connection to mannequins or dolls i'm thinking it might I don't want to use the word nostalgia because that's not exactly the word I'm going for, but um how
2: can I say well, it, this? Well it, no it, Go ahead. No, you finish your thought, but I know where you're going with this, I think.
1: I think the word I was looking for is just theme because yeah. to give an example, uh in the Tampa Bay area, there is a museum for Salvador Dali. Mm-hmm. Dali. Oh I went to I it. To pronounce it. Oh, yeah? So yeah, if you've been there then you might have seen what I'm about to say, which is that um there are a lot of examples of his earlier works and earlier drawings and sketches and things like that and they they show examples of motifs that keep coming up in his work again and again and they they say in you know certain portions of the, the museum or maybe it was a tour guide or something like that that said it that a lot of um a lot of artists of all kinds of different genres whether it's musical or you know painting or or what have you movies, a lot of artists will, I don't want to say reuse a theme, but continue to go over a certain theme, trying to find the the right way or the perfect way to present it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking in that sense, maybe, you know, the theme of the creepiness of dolls might be something that sticks with you. I mean, you as a person.
2: And then in my, No, most recent short triangle that I put out last year or earlier this year. Um, that's one of the things I talk to my dolls in the movie, Hmm. it's like an apocalyptic thing, and I'm like in this uh room talking to my dolls.
1: Do they talk back?
2: Uh, they don't because it's like (laughs) it's uh, I think like I'm going out like on little like scavenger things to try to find like food for them. But so I'm walking around the apocalypse, um, of Dayton, Ohio, like looking for like, I'll I'll pick up like vampire teeth and like a piece of an earring and then something else and bring it home and try to give it to them to eat. Like, cause I just, you know, there's like nothing. And then I'm talking to them and cause there's, it's just me Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and, and them and, uh, or so I think, but yeah, so that, that just, you know, made me think of that. Uh, so yeah, maybe there's a weird doll thing. I mean, my dad used to make fun of me. I remember my dad making fun of me, being like, uh, starting to get into horror. I remember getting like movie maniacs for Christmas, like those toys. And it would be like a Leatherface toy and a Nightmare Freddy toy from Nightmare on Elm Street. And like, I remember my dad being like, in his Italian Long Island accent, being like, "What you fucking, you fucking thirteen years old? You getting toys for Christmas?" And like that they're not like no, he said dolls. You getting dolls? Thirteen year old, you getting dolls for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad, they're uh they're, collectible. You know, they're horror toys. Yeah, and I still have like some of them, you know? I've definitely sold a bunch to, you know, pay rent at, at times, but yeah, I still got my first one, Leatherface that <laughs> <Nice. laughs> I got when I was a kid and got me fun of for. You know. My brother was getting like Playstation one and I was getting Chucky toys and dolls (laughs) as one does as one does.
1: Is there maybe something childlike
2: about it that speaks to you? It could be. Yeah. Uh, totally, you know, and maybe it goes back to that haunted house too. You know, like, I don't know, man. I, uh, I just watched a movie with my kid. She likes that show or that game five nights at Freddy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we watched like a movie, I guess it's kind of inspired by it, but it's also the Hanna-Barbera thing, the banana splits movie. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get good. I had a good time watching it. And like, maybe it's that thing. Like I like stuff like that, like the killer animatronics and stuff. And
1: uh, the uh, reason that I asked about the um, childlike thing is funny enough, Chris, you know, mentioned my book earlier in the, uh, in the call, in the intro. And one of the, things that you learn sometimes in in counseling or recovery if it hasn't been brought to your attention before is this phrase childlike is not childish and oh. there are and it sounds almost even possibly something similar to what you just ex- talked about with your father about him you know teasing you about you getting dolls for Christmas and you know there are, There are definitely parents who who do it to shame their kids, although sometimes it's not meant that way. But it just happens to be taken that way by the child. That, um, you know, sometimes the things that they enjoy, honestly, and and, you know, honest enjoyment of it, sometimes other people, like I say, intentionally or, or accidentally shame them for it. And there's a difference between being childish which i think most people would identify with things like you know being spiteful being nasty um i don't want to say not sharing but like being spiteful about the the way that they're not sharing versus childlike which is often associated with things like wonder and awe and joy you know so there's these these positive elements that um that sometimes get confused or i don't want to say confused but Mis- misinterpreted in order to shame or control somebody, which is not always a, a good thing, but you know, thinking about that whole thing is making me wonder if there was some, some connection with Chucky or with, you know, the dolls or mannequins or something like that, reminding you of the wonder and joy part of that, the childish or sorry, childlike part of it rather than the childish, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, man. Going deep. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> um, I, it could totally be, man. And it's uh, the first time I've ever thought about that, you know. Um, yeah, it's I, I see the connection. Um, and I also have, like, this thing. I love, like, characters like Pee Wee Herman and Ernest. And, you know, characters like that that are kind of like kids, you know.
1: Well, you know? what I would say is you you say that you know you you understand what I'm saying, and I guess the question that I'm coming back with is, but does that sound like it rings true for you? Because if it doesn't, yeah. then we're just talking about it. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, I mean it does yeah, like I'm saying, I've never thought of it myself like that. I don't you know sit around thinking about things that, you know, shape me really, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, like thinking about it hearing it now. yeah, I, I do see it. Yeah. I mean, I see a weird connection. Um, between dolls and and uh you know youth and you know and uh, innocence innocence and and be that being scary, you know, dolls and clowns and stuff like that because they're supposed to be like four kids, but usually they're fucking terrifying and uh animatronics, that's why I do, I like that shit and um, yeah, so maybe uh, yeah, I see it, I do. Some weird thing that uh, you know, and like I said, in my new movie, I'm talking to my dolls. (laughs) And uh, so yeah, Yeah. they're still there for me. You know, the apocalypse. No one else is there. Just me and my dolls.
1: Well, would be much of an apocalypse if it wasn't that way. Hey,
2: listen. If I got fucking, I got ten John Cena figures to protect. (laughs) can't go wrong with that i can't man i got my fucking i still got my like macho man wrestling buddies and shit yeah i'll be all right
1: (laughs) has horror or well actually let me ask the other question first have you had any experiences in your adult life that in real life that have scared you
2: oh yeah i mean death Mm. you know the the Mm. death of loved ones and um you know fucking you know,
0: there's a thing that happened in 2020 was kind of worldwide. I was
2: just going to say, <laughs> am I, I going to be that guy? That's like the lockdown. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Coronavirus, man. Put a lot of things in perspective for me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anything
1: that, that, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no. What were you going to say?
1: I was just gonna ask it. Did any of the things that have affected you as an adult, you know, cause any, you know,
0: or
2: introduce any
1: fears that didn't exist before?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the coronavirus thing yeah, has. It
0: introduced you know, fears of I mean, the, the fear of others that you just didn't even think of before.
2: Dude, absolutely. I think it really, like, the whole idea of, like, an airborne disease is terrifying. Mm. And, you know, it changed how I think about a lot of things. And just, like, germs. And yeah, shit I there. still don't That's touch knobs. Oh, fuck no, man. I don't fucking How do you I get dis- in
0: and out of your house? I, I touch I mean, it with yeah, a shirt. Right, well, I, I, use, I put my yeah. hand through my shirt and I touch it. I don't touch it directly, <laughs> is what I
2: meant. Dude, I'm Great. the guy, like, I traveled to, uh, you know, I went to the Poconos the other day to shoot scenes with Linnea. And I literally, like, how I do my road trips now, man, I only stop at those rest stops. And I fucking, I'm i the one, like, fucking super kicking the handicap <laughs> thing to, to open the door <laughs> automatically because I'm not fucking touching that shit. Yep. you know and uh I mean, yeah cause, you know uh, i think just that and and exposing people man see the fucking you know seeing the capital riot shit man that scared the shit yeah. out of me. like mm. legitimately it really did and it's like whoa this doesn't feel real right now <laughs> like yeah. you know just the fact that that's happening and militia groups and shit like that man that shit bugs me the
0: fuck yeah i out. think that's that's a common thread is like when you're older uh, the thing that scares you is not so much monsters and demons or even slashers it's just the the general snapped moment when when people lose their shit or just people that you know are crazy all the time just Not right in the head. Right. Yeah.
1: Next two questions I want to ask. uh, I'm going to ask the, I'm going to give them to you both at the same time uh, because they could be answered by the same answer or they could be different answers. Uh, What is your favorite movie and what is the movie that you have watched more times than any other?
2: Oh boy. Okay. My favorite movie, Pee Wee's big adventure. Um, You know, forever. I said it was the shining and I love the shining. I love Kubrick Nicholson, my favorite, but I think just, over time, like, Pee-wee's been that movie, man. I, I can watch it every day. I, I love it so much. I love Paul Rubens. And that's definitely my favorite movie of all time. Okay. I, think, uh, I think the movie I've watched more than any other movie ever is definitely Truth or Dare, A Critical Madness. Mm. The Tim mm. Ritter movie. It, it's like this sh- uh, super low-budget movie made in Florida uh, in the 80s, and it was like a direct-to-video movie. And I'm just obsessed with it. And it's, you know.
1: What do you love about it?
2: It's, again, one of those movies that's unintentionally funny, I think. and But there's this charm to it that I love. Like, uh, Tim Ritter is this director. He's just continue to make, like, truth or dare movies still. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just, you know. Over the top. Uh, but like the thing is Truth or Dare was taken seriously. Like the I think they shot it on film, it's shot on sixteen, maybe thirty five, but I think sixteen millimeter. And it's just a violent movie that was straight to video that I I've showed so many people and uh I love it so much. If you guys have never seen Truth or Dare or Critical Madness, I mean you got
0: Second time I've heard of like this one. Definitely one have to watch this one now. Steve, we've interviewed him,
2: haven't we? We have. Yep. Oh, you've interviewed Tim yeah, Ritter? Ready. Yep. All oh, right. On. He
1: didn't bring he we didn't discuss that movie in particular, but uh we talked you know just like we're not talking about a lot of your work in particular. Same thing with him. We're talking about the you know what makes you tick as a person.
2: Right on. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's check it out, man. It's it's cuz it's so entertaining. It's just entertaining as fuck and I can watch that over and over too. So I would definitely What about I'd it watch, was
1: entertaining to you?
2: Man, everything the main guy, Mike Strawber, the mask, like the, you know, it's like Tim Ritter's movies, like all of them, have this thread of like catching your wife cheating mm, on you, yes, and then it drives you crazy, and then you go out killing people. Like that's what his movies are always about. And *Jude Dare* is just you know, there's this scene when this guy's like he's so upset that his wife cheated on him that he goes to the beach, and he there's these shots of him in this car, and he's driving down the highway, and this song playing, and it's like. This like you know Casio keyboard kind of electronic music, and then the song ends, and then it restarts <laughs> up again, <laughs> and then it drives, and then he gets to the beach, and he's and then it's like piano music playing, and he's depressed, but you can yeah. tell it's serious. Like these are take they they want this to be dramatic, and then he goes to the beach, and then he randomly fights somebody in the water, and then that's like just on the beach, and then there's a scene where he's like at this campfire. And he makes it, he's in the middle of the woods. He's like really depressed. He's going mad. And then this woman appears out of nowhere. She's just like a figment of his imagination and starts playing tooth or dare with him. And I just can't tell you how many times I've watched that scene. It's just she's like telling him to, daring him to like throw his wallet in the fire. And she's like, I dare you to throw your wallet in the fire. He's like, <laughs> all right. And he does it. And then she's like, now cut your. Tongue out. And he's like, "All right, <laughs> I will," and he starts cutting his tongue out. And then he's in the mental institution. And then people's heads are exploding in the mental institution. It's fucking great, and uh, <laughs> and it's just it's so I've showed so many people that movie. And then a uh, Garbage Pail Kids the movie. I've watched that one. Garbage a lot Pail Kids, which that one? Like the Garbage Pail Kids movie. That's oh. another one. That I fucking, I've watched hundreds of times. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I love it. <laughs> Just I mean, that one is it. pretty clearly,
1: because uh, having remembered the garbage pail kids as, as the cards, I can only imagine. I never saw the movie, but I can imagine what the movie is.
2: Oh, dude, you gotta see it. It's one of those things that mm. you're like, how did this get passed? How did they go? <laughs> yep. This is a good idea, guys. And uh, you well, know, if you know
1: how much money the, the, car-
0: the cards made, I want to say exactly how did this get passed? Cause you know, what board of directors said, yes, let's make a movie about this disgusting vile shit. But on the other hand, yeah, it's, it's in the same light as how Pokemon movies get made today. It's a card game. Kids love it. It'll make money.
2: True.
1: Do you see any common threads about what kind of horror you like? Cannibalism, occult, metaphysical? Body horror?
2: Definitely not cannibalism. Kill cannibalism. It's definitely not my favorite. Uh, okay. I definitely like camp. Like, I love that camp uh, genre. Like, things that take place at summer camp. And I've always tried to figure out why. But I always love that, like, subgenre of horror films. Hmm. Um, I love Sleepaway Camp. That's one of my favorite movies. And I love that for other reasons, too. I think that movie is really important, actually. And, um, what do you, you know, like
3: about
2: de- it? I love that Boy Camp. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> ending is so impactful uh and really really is and like man i never seen anything like that but i I, what i love about that movie i think it you know dealt with things like you know um the gay gay families and gay parents and stuff that wasn't in horror films and i uh you know i like that you know that it had that um
1: is that what what was the initial like fan impact of it or that's your afterthought
2: that's like more of an afterthought. Like I like that it, you know, involved, uh, you know, um, had like a gay, a gay couple, you know, in that. And I never saw that before, you know, but on your initial
1: like, viewing, what was it that jumped out at you?
2: I think, man, that, that initial viewing, just that I don't, a uh, spoiler alert. If you've never seen sleep Boy camp, now you have two seconds, one, two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just that ending, man, fucking the, the, you know, the girl standing there naked and her penis like it's, hanging out. It's with almost the iconic kni- at like, this point. Like I'm, I'm almost fuck?
0: certain there are pins and stickers of the little girl with the penis with a knife in her hand.
2: Probably is. Oh yeah. And Felicia Rose is like, yeah. you know, acting and, you know, had a restart to her career and I love it. And she's, you know, she's awesome. And I, I, I just, yeah, man, that movie is, uh, I love the whole series actually. I really do. That's like one of my favorite series and it's silly. But I love the sequels. I still a haven't lot. seen any of the sequels. It, there were two, uh, you know, three, Sleepaway, I think. Uh, two Sleepaway Camp two, and then Sleepaway Camp three is like one of my favorite movies ever, dude. Teenage Wasteland. Yeah, it's so good and it's crazy. Oh yeah, there's like fucking so many creative like kills in it, and it's just Pamela Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen's like sister is huh. is the killer, and mm. it's so much fun and so over the top and uh but so, a lot of fun
1: so let's go back to the the first sleepaway camp for a minute because you described the ending but you didn't really describe what it was
2: about it that you loved was it just the shock of it or yeah i think that's what the with that movie it's one of those things like, i i do think it's a good movie and you know it gets kind of lumped into the silly slasher genre but i do think it's a good movie and i think it's a good mystery and i think the twist is probably one of the best twists in
3: yeah ever in a slasher film time.
2: i mean Absolutely. And man, that, yeah, it's that shock. The ending, you don't, nobody sees that coming. I don't know. I, I just, I think it's a great movie and definitely that shock ending though, that shock ending it fucking definitely like, uh, yo, it left me feeling like I never felt before that left me with a feeling that I have never felt before. So I could say that. And that's why I think that stuck with me.
1: It sounds like the three things that are coming up most in this call have been innocence that we talked about or child child childlike stuff um, humor and shock dolls and well that but i think that was tied in with the child that, that yeah. and so narrowing in on those three things you know typically the one of the last questions we ask is why horror because couldn't you find that stuff in in other genres and i think that's true of the the child childlike stuff the innocent stuff but um, shock and humor. Well, humor, you've got comedy movies. You didn't really, other than peewees, you didn't really bring up any, any comedy movies. Shock. Primarily is a horror thing. Uh, how do you think about those three things related to other genres?
2: Uh, I mean, I love comedy. I do. Um, like, what do you mean? Like shock and comedy? Like, like, um,
1: what I'm saying is those three things, innocence, shock and humor, yeah. Are you as big of a fan of those things in other genres? Like, is what?
2: I mean, yeah, I do like comedies that that do push the envelope too. Uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, because I mean, I do. I like Sasha Baron Cohen and the shit he does. I like comedy like that. That's like, you know, uh, but uh, I, you know, comedy. The comedy I like is like Adam Sandler comedy. <laughs> you know, honestly, Same and uh, that's, that's yeah. Funny.
0: So that's like.
2: Fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's just the comedy I like. And, uh, and, um, I mean, I really like, uh, I really just recently got into the show The Office. Okay. And uh, I've never seen it before. And I almost done with it. I think it's brilliant. There's
0: this guy right? in that that's in this movie that's, that's really quiet now. It's, um, it's pretty good.
2: <laughs> oh, the quiet, the guy. Yeah, the quiet ones or whatever. I never saw that, actually. But, uh, i do got it i I would like to check that out but yeah the the office has some shocking stuff in it It does. and i'm like you know sometimes i I just watched an episode and there was a guy in blackface and i was like whoa that was kind of did not expect that you know but it's it's smart writing Mm -hmm. and um it's clever and it's you know it's satire Mm -hmm. and it's making fun of you know how people are and uh i don't know i think it's so yeah, I, I like it all, but I think horror just mends all that stuff together maybe better. Um, um,
1: mainly it, was, it the question's more about possibly uncovering something else we haven't talked about in relation to other genres, but if that doesn't go anywhere, then that's fine too. Um, so considering the theme of the podcast, is there anything relevant that you're aware of that we haven't asked about or talked about?
0: Yeah, did we miss anything? Oh...
2: Yeah. Um, Oh, no. I mean, no, you touched on some shit that I've never thought about before. <laughs> the is, yeah, the dolls thing. I, I'm sitting in my living room right now looking at all my dolls. And I'm getting a little freaked out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Why? I got like a paper mache Michael Jackson looking at me. I got a fucking stand up of the Miz looking at me. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, yeah so you guys <laughs> into some shit you know yeah
0: yeah um, can relate I got uh, I just counted 14 pop finals that stare at me every day as I sit in my uh, office at home doing my remote job and uh, yeah I'm not gonna, not gonna feel the same way now they're all just black <laughs> lifeless eyes too
2: staring at you yeah stop looking at me right. Finn stop looking at me swan <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean, th- those are pretty good uh, summaries. Three things that we talked about. Did, mm-hmm. Do those th- Do those seem like the most accurate things for you, or did, is there something yeah. that you think is more relevant?
2: No, I, I yeah, that makes sense, man. I uh, you know, I think sometimes I say things or like we talk about stuff, and I'm like, man, it sounds cliche. Like people talk, everyone talks about child play and, and Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. But I mean. I guess that's the shit that shaped me and still does. And sometimes you don't, you don't realize, I don't think about, I don't go, Oh, you know, my, the dolls have affected me and, you know, it's this thing my dad said to me at this time in my life or whatever. But you know, when you talk like this to other people and yeah, you figure shit out, I guess. Hmm. And, uh, it's interesting.
1: That's the point. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So before we close the call, do you, uh, do you want to pitch anything on the way out?
2: yeah absolutely um actually yeah i'm making a, my next movie thrust it has nothing to do with dolls but uh it's a it's a girl gang it, it's like a post-apocalyptic girl gang thriller is what i've been saying and uh okay. it's uh we got an indiegogo up right now if you want to go check it out it's um just google go on my facebook or my instagram uh video bonacore victor bonacore and uh check out the rust on indiegogo it's uh Got an ensemble cast of like a lot of great underground indie actresses and um I'm stoked to be making it. We're shooting July thirty first. Yeah, go check that out.
3: Cool. We got cool. like
2: almost ten grand raised out of fifteen at the moment. Nice. So yeah.
1: We'll put together a bio for you and uh put that on the Horror Mix is happy page so we can link to whatever you want and that way fans can listen to this and then go find your stuff.
2: Yeah. Appreciate that. Awesome, thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And thank you to anybody out there listening. Uh, again, please do come visit us at horrormakesushappy.com. Um, aside from the people that we have already interviewed, we also have a list of people we'd like to interview. If you can get us in touch with any of those people, or if you'd like to have somebody added to the list, let us know. Uh, <clears throat> there's links to our social media and Patreon and all kinds of stuff. If you can support us, uh, there's a Redbubble account with t shirts and stickers and all kinds of fun stuff. Just let us know how we're doing. hormincusha dot
0: T-shirts. Good.